Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Praying Through the Bible podcast. Today we're looking at 2 Samuel 5, 19 and 23, and I've entitled this Inquiring of the Lord, Both Good and Bad. David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you give them into my hand? When David inquired of the Lord, he said, You shall not go up. Go around to their rear and come up them opposite the balsam trees. These prayer passages are two of the last times that we read of David or any leader of Israel inquiring of God using that specific terminology. The practice of gaining a yes or no answer from God is coming to an end, at least in the biblical story. Instead, David and later leaders seek more guidance from God than could be obtained by merely throwing of a dice. Another reason for this change might also be because many of the surrounding nations sought their gods and goddesses in that manner, and Israel wanted to distinguish themselves from their neighbors and their religions. Before we look at these two inquiries, which are petitionary prayers, we need to review the context. Upon hearing of Abner's death, Ishbaal was killed by two of his own men. They cut off his head and brought it to David as a sign that they too had seen the way things were going and to prove that they were now loyal to David. And as we have learned by now, this did not please David. He had the two men executed for killing a son of Saul. Despite David's displeasure with these events, they did clear the way for him to become king over all of Israel. There was only one male descendant of Saul left, a young son of Jonathan, who was lame from a childhood accident. Whether it was his age or his disability, no one saw him as a candidate or even a threat for the throne. All the leaders of every tribe came together and anointed David as king. After seven years of ruling Judah, he would become king of all Israel for 33 years. Once he was crowned, David took his army and captured Jerusalem, that ancient city that had been known as Salem, when Abraham went there to ask Melchizedek for a blessing. David made it the capital of Israel, had a palace built, and gathered more wives, concubines, and children. The writer makes no comment about the riches and wealth that David is acquiring because of his kingship, although later it will become an issue and create a number of problems. When David had ruled only Judah, the southern part of Israel, the Philistines had left him alone. However, now that he was king of all Israel, they saw their former toleration of him as a threat. So they gathered their armies, and two battles ensued. The author does not dwell too much on the fighting. But before each battle, David inquired of God, does as God instructed, and is victorious. We can assume again that David's prayer requests were made by consulting with the priest Abiathar, who determined the answers by using the Urim and Thummim stones, as we have talked about in the past. In the first petition, David asks if he should meet the Philistines at their camp, and if he did, would God give him victory? The answer to both of those questions was yes. After the initial defeat, the Philistines reassembled at a second location. David inquired of God once more. This time, God tells him not to go out and meet them, but instead to flank the camp and attack from the rear. Once again, the Israelites are victorious. In the previous passages of inquiry, where people inquire of God using, again, that specific Hebrew word, we have discussed what we can learn about our petitionary prayers. Since this is the last of this sort of petitionary prayers that involves casting lots or dice, 
it is a good time to review what we have discussed about it. Is the practice of casting lots something we could still use in our own prayers? Could it lead to prayers that are not well advised? There are instances of it being used for self-serving purposes in the Bible, but most of the examples are positive models about seeking God. It can be a sign of boldness in prayer and an encouragement to see God and seek God no matter the the circumstance and the consequences. So in this passage, we see once again that the characteristic of David is that he seeks God's will in every important decision. And in the larger context of this prayer, we also see David's character and how he treats his rival kings with compassion and honor. Yet there is also some foreshadowing of difficulties to come, despite David being a man after God's own heart. What can we take from the meaning of this prayer, or these two prayers? As we seek to enrich our prayer lives, the summary of inquiring of God encourages us to develop the habit of turning to God at every important decision. It should be our first impulse. Whether we seek a sign through random events, such as casting lots, or through seeking the advice of others and watching for doors to open and close, the goal is to find God's will, not ours. And therein lies the danger, for we sometimes see and hear what we want. Our divining of the will of God can become a case of seeing what I want to see. This may even be worse than not seeking God's answer at all, because it causes us to act in our own way while still being able to say, that's God's will. We usurp God when we do that. Saul, in his example of the later, his seeking of God's will sometimes was only for self-serving purposes. He heard and saw what he wanted. David, at least later, becomes an example of the former. His wealth, power, and status will get the best of him, and he makes decisions without inquiring of God at all, or so it seems that he did. How do we apply what we learn here? Well, how do we protect ourselves against these dangers in prayer of seeing what we want to see and hearing what we want to hear? We can't, at least not always. That's why we turn to God, because we need rebuke and then forgiveness when we stumble, when we're selfish. But we can do things to protect against it. We can examine ourselves and our petitionary prayers for signs of selfishness. We can ask ourselves tough questions about our own motives. It is quite difficult to ask ourselves, what is it I am not seeing or hearing? But that in itself can be a matter of prayer. We can say, God, open my eyes that I may see. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. See the notes accompanying this podcast for more information. Learn more about the Praying Through the Bible Project on our website, prayingthroughthebible.com. That's T-H-R-U. If you are a subscriber, thank you. If not, please consider becoming one. Feel free to get in touch through the comments or on our website. Until next time, blessings on all of you.